0: Ramblers, let's get rambling.
1: Everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ramble with Russell, show 571 of my podcast, The Home Intelligent Rambling, right here on the Talk Shoe Network. I'm your host, Russell. A terrific show lined up for you today as we keep barreling in to the summer season. And um, I haven't got a lot of hits when it comes to my contrast. Now, the deadline for the Us movie, unfortunately, has expired, but the code. For the for Game of Thrones season eight is still good, so uh, the offer still stands. If you listen to my last show i will I give you a clue on how you can win said copy digital copy of that for you me, me to give away to you. Just listen to that show give tweet me the answer as I said at my Twitter. I'll tell you at the end of the show, and the first person who gives me an answer can win a code for season eight before. It actually, you know, hits retail. You can get a copy or the copy of it with me on the show. How cool is that? Anyway, that's from last week. We're going to get into this week's show. Coming up on this week's show, it's a bit of a blast from the past and a little bit of the present as we go for some older movies. Kind of redone, if you will. Uh, First up is the 4K Blu-ray presentation of 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi, courtesy of Paramount Home Video, where a bunch of soldiers fight against impossible odds in foreign soil. Then we go from the um, sands of Libya to way back in history to one of the earliest, uh, earliest Disney films. Yes, Then this episode, we're going to give you another double shot of Disney. going to start things off with the double shot with Cinderella, Cinderella, Disney's Cinderella, the anniversary signature edition on Blu-ray, courtesy of Walt Disney Home Video. As you look back at a classic hand-drawn animated feature, then we jump looking at the past, but more into the present With yet another live-action remake of a, speaking of a classic Disney tale, this time Dumbo gets the live-action treatment directed by Tim Burton and reuniting many of the cast members from Batman Returns on 4K Blu-ray, courtesy again of Walt Disney. Then we go from the circus top to the um, international field, if you will, with Uh, with another great release, a blear release from the great folks at BBC Home Video, as we catch up with Eve and Villanelle in Killing Eve Season 2, where obsession continues to grow between these two ladies. That's all in this edition of Rambo with Russell. Now, before we get into the meat of the show, there are some things I wanted to talk about. One of the big, you know, items of news, if you will, is that Avengers Endgame is coming back is getting re-released. Now it's 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 going to be re-released according to Kevin Feige, of course, is the big guru of Marvel Studios with with new footage at the end of the movie. So some deleted scenes and quote some surprises. And it's coming out probably around the time of this recording. And <laughs> and and I don't know what to think of this. Now a lot of people cuz I have to comment on this. Calling this a cash grab when it comes to Marvel and Disney to Disney to beat Avatar because at the time of this recording, before this re-release with these extra features, the um, di- uh, Endgame is still behind um, Avatar for the number one record for you know most made at the box office. They're about forty-three million behind, and so this seems really like a marketing ploy to try to push Endgame right over the top and smuck Avatar. So <laughs> that's what I'm seeing. Now, Ramblers, you're asking yourself, Hey, Russ, you know, you went to see it the first time. Are you going to go back to the theater and see it again for those extra bits at the end? And honestly, Ramblers, it it takes a lot for me to go to a movie theater these days. It's time and money, money and time. And, and I really want to do Endgame, as I said, for that experience, and I'm glad I went. But am I going to sit through it again just for whatever extra bits there are? You know, I'm going to be honest with you people. Probably not. I'm just going to wait, like most people, till it comes out on video, and then the, I guarantee you dollars to donuts this these extra scenes will be on the video, either tacked on as an extra bit, you know, at the end... Or they'll just be deleted scenes that you can go to. Either way, I can wait. All right. Now I'm still going to avoid watching spoilers. And if anybody, you know, says, Oh, well, this is exactly what these deleted scenes are going to be, is what you're getting. Now I'm going to wait. I've seen people speculate about what it might be, and I have my ideas on what it might be, but I'm not going to say. So why I will talk about those scenes. When the movie hits video, so sorry, ramblers, I'm not going to go out to the theater again just to see stuff at the end again. It's okay, it's fine. So when it comes out now, because of that, I'm because it came out in April, I'm I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking that maybe you know normally this movie would be hitting video by the end of July, but I've yet to see a press release on this from the good folks at Disney. Nothing has come my way, and if there's something that's going to come out by July. I typically hear it by now. And I've been doing some investigating for you, Ramblers. This is what I do. And it looks like that the, the digital release is not going to hit probably until late July. And then the physical copy probably in August. It's hence why I haven't heard a lick about no press releases have come my way. And I haven't seen any with anybody else either. So so right now that that's it. So if you wanna see these extra scenes now, you know when it comes out, you gotta go to the theater, but it's up to you. I know some people that have seen the movie multiple times, so one more time, you know, what the heck? But you know, I'll wait. So that's happening. It is a bit of a blatant cash grab. Uh he Feige has said, come on camera, that this is all gonna be stuff at the end. Nothing it's not considered an extended cut. Of the movie although when it comes in video we shall see what they call it so yeah that's the state of that um i'm not <laughs> gonna make an effort to see it so that is i did want to comment on this at the top of the show because it is a big to do for some people and also there's rumor that uh, ant-man the wasp 3 or ant-man 3 may or may not happen because of plans that Disney have for all their nice Fox properties that they bought, uh, X-Men and stuff. Um still, you know, that they made that's probably not gonna see the light of day, guys, until 2022. 2021 at the earliest, but we're not gonna see any X-Men stuff soon. And the, speaking of X-Men, the um the the Dark Phoenix movie apparently ooh, it it, it bummed like a sack of taters. Uh, in the theater, and so that does not bode well for the future of X-Men in, 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 because if, if that didn't do so well, Well, I don't know, so it may be longer before we see X-Men back on the screen again under the Marvel banner, so ah, we'll see, that, that movie and again, I, I have not had a chance to see it, when it does come on video, um, I will try to request a copy, I don't know who will be picking it up it could be Fox or it could be Disney picking it up because now they own Fox whatever way uh, I will try to get a hold of it and give you my take on the last Fox produced X-Men movie I watched the trailers it didn't seem that bad to me so uh, we'll see also they're, they're starting to um, put out more trailers for the Lion King the new live action Lion King well, nah, we'll see uh, about that. I haven't seen enough of it, and I'll I'll talk to you a bit about live-action remakes when I talk about Dumbo. But more than that in Dumbo. That's it for me in this early part of the show. It's a lot than usual, but a lot of news, and occasionally, you know, I like to do news, because, you know, I don't normally do it. It'll we'll be right after the rest of the show, right after this. My first 4K Blu-ray movie review for this episode is 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi, courtesy of Paramount Home Video. Now, this is a very interesting movie. Apparently, uh, quite a few years ago, there, there was some, you know, there's always tension in the Middle East. You know, as much as people have good intentions, you have generations of people that hate people. Uh, and and it's you can put as many nice soldiers you want, you are not going to cure that. So this takes place quite a few years ago, where uh, out in in Libya, a a security team that gets assigned there kind of has to uh, fight for their life. What it is it, it, it's going back a few years in history, and we have this the secret base in Libya, right? That now because this movie came out back in two thousand sixteen so not that long ago, that that, that kind of operates uh, from mercenaries. They have a, a team of mercenaries there. They get hired to kind of, they're like highly trained bodyguards. Just essentially, is to kind of escort personnel around there and just make sure that nobody gets killed because tensions are very high at this time in history. So that's basically their job, is just to escort people around, kind of be, you know, you know, a a there's they're called the, like the quick response unit and that's what they do. So the story kind of picks up where a new guy, Jack, kind of gets kind of, you know, is is coming to join the team. This is actually based on a true story, That makes it even crazier. Jack uh, Silva played by John Karinsky. Now, a lot of the actors in this movie no, no offense, but I didn't recognize. So, and that kind of helps to have a movie where you don't have a lot of pretty boy actors in there to kind of give realism. And this movie is so tense. You get the tension of the situation, like, right off the bat. And that continues through this. Now, this movie is directed by Michael Bay. Of course, you know, uh, Mr. Transformers Michael Bay. So, so there is a, a ton of action in this. And the, the tension is crazy like there are bullets flying there are explosions it's just an insane movie what happens uh what kind of hits the fan here is you have you have a a, a official that's touring the area i believe is the u.s ambassador and well he, he kind of you know unfortunately he gets targeted by these extremists and then this forces this this team to kind of go into action to protect them so it's basically um, these ex-military operators who who have to try to you know save you know stop this from spying out of control, and it does get crazy. The amount of gunfire in this is insane. It is crazy on the crazy crazy. What what goes on? So this was actually based on a true story. So There's a lot of explosions, a lot of death, and it's a lot of. Oh, like the tension is really built well it's a really good actiony kind of Michael Bay movie with this four extras now uh, now the way this is this is strictly a 4k hd plus digital in this pack there is the only blu-ray that's on this is the extras you don't get the uh, a, a movie strictly on regular blu-ray it says first disc is 4k and second disc is all the special features and there is a lot of special features with this we have like for the record find the truth amid the noise uncovering Magadi's secret soldiers operation 13 hours premieres you get to see the premiere party which is cool emmerin memorandum memor memoriam what it's hard to say and preparing for battle behind the scenes 13 hours cuz there there are some deaths there are some people that that didn't make it through and the, this fight and it gets crazy the the body count in this is insane and you got to wonder the the, the the this really you know it's happened these these fanatical people in this country that are willing just to throw almost throw away their lives f- t- just to Help out, it it gets it gets phonetically crazy in this movie. Now, one thing I I was kind of surprised about is there is no um commentary at all whatsoever with it, and that's that's a bit of a shame. Uh, cause for this in a tense action thriller by Brian Trout of USA Today, yeah, I'd definitely say it was a thriller. Uh, gripping, harrowing, and heartfelt film by Jim. De Zimnatskowitz of the New York Daily News. No, I'm sorry if I butchered your name. And a riveting and exhilarating true story, a masterpiece by Stephen, Stephen Hayes of the Weekly Standard. Yeah, I mean, you really, even though you kind of get thrown into these guys, you, you feel for them, because all these guys are over there, these are family men. Like Jack, when he flying over, takes his ring off. All these people have kids and families at home, and you see them like, you know, talking to them just before all you know the crap hit the fan, and and so you get a real like these people are are just fighting just to get home again, essentially, and that that's you know nothing wrong with doing that. Overall, this is a really good action movie. At times, it's hard to watch. You know, there are some very brutal deaths in this movie, but it it is a crazy. Hectic movie, and and they did a really good job in casting the actors to really look like the actual people they're playing. At one point, as a joke, one of them, uh, in a scene that the real person that's you know that the story is based on sat in with the actors, pretending to be the actor, and for a while, because the likeness was so well, he fooled them. Uh, for a bit before they figured out it was actually the real guy and not the actor. So that's kind of funny when people do that. It really is. Overall, uh, a fun, just really violent movie. But it's amazing to think that this actually happened. And some of these men survived just bullets flying everywhere. And one guy, oh, he gets hurt in a way. It's just like... Oh, I don't even want to imagine that pain. I don't want to know it. I don't want to be there. There you go. All right, so that is my take of 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi on 4K Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Paramount Home Video. A dream
0: is a wish
1: And the first of the Disney double shot is Cinderella, the anniversary edition, signature edition, uh, part of the signature collection, courtesy of Walt Disney Home Video. Now, Cinderella was one of the earliest movies that Walt Disney did. This is one of those ones that he actually worked on, you know, before he died. So and, and this was one of those that came off of the heels of Pinocchio and Dumbo and Snow White. And Snow White at the time was the only really big success that pour into these featurettes that they had. Although I could argue the others. So they kind of went into with Cinderella. And this movie was lordy. It was years in the making. Walt Disney originally started exploring this idea way back in the 1920s and even made a weird little animated short, which they include in this, in 1933. So he was... You know, batting this around for a long time before it actually came to fruition. And even making this took years. Now, because this is... And this, you know, this is over 40 years... 50 years old. I'm going to talk about and review some elements (laughs) that may be considered spoilery. Now, normally, Ramblers, you know me. I don't. I try to keep things spoiler-free as much as possible. But you know what? For me to talk about this in, in detail... I'm going to have to dip into some spoiler territory. But come on, people. It's Cinderella. If you don't know what happens by now, where have you been the last 50 years? I'm sorry. This isn't like Endgame. This, <laughs> you know the story. So I'm going to talk about it. So just keep that in mind. You're saying, oh, no, I have no idea what Cinderella. do." It, please tell me. Don't spoil the movie for me. Come on. Please. This is an exception to the rule when movies are old, all right? So, we're going to talk about it. Now, I hadn't seen Cinderella all the way through, I don't think ever. It's odd to say that. It's one of these movies when I was a kid, you know, watching The Wonderful World of Disney on a Sunday night about 7 o'clock, or 6, sometimes it was on 6. They, they used to show clips of this movie, lots of clips of certain scenes but I don't remember ever showing the whole one, even with commercials. For the longest time, Disney held off on putting this on video. They just kept re-releasing it in theaters on Christmas and Thanksgiving. Re-releasing it. So, you know, there was a time when I was a little kid that all the time, I, when I was, boy, boy, the only time I really saw any clips of this is when, you know, snicklets of it on The Wonderful World of Disney. That was kind of it. So I've really seen the whole movie start to end. And it's really interesting to watch this because we're talking a movie that was made over fifty years ago, and 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 you know just at the start of of animation, and I still have a huge fondness for cell drawn animation. I've said this many times, Ramblers. You know, um, three D stuff is awesome. You know, all the stuff that Pixar does. No, probably won't be going to see Toy Story four in the theater. I will wait till that hits video when it does hit video dollars to donuts ramblers you know me i'm gonna put in a request to disney to see that movie and that movie <sighs> toy story 3 made me oh it just oh sarah mclaughlin got to me bad so i don't know i i hear four might do it again so so we'll we'll see more than that in a few months when that hits video but uh, movies that want to make me cry anyway back to C- cinderella where we go off too much for Dan. So, th- th- you know, this, this movie has has been around for a while. And so I hadn't really seen it all. Kind of nice to watch this again from start to ending. And and really is an interesting experience. Uh, just the way this movie does. Because it's not really just the story of Cinderella. You have a whole subplot here with the mice and Lucifer the cat. And the cat is really funny. It's a big old fluff ball. Kind of like my cat. Uh and <laughs> though he's not fat, he's just really fluffy. And and so so you have that cat and the mice kind of going. In this version of the story, the mice talk and they say zut zut a lot. I want Disney to explain to me what the heck zut-zut means. What what is that? I've never seen mice do that before. So so they talk in this one, birds. Try to talk. They kind of tweety tweety tweety, but they don't really say words. The dog doesn't talk. Lucifer doesn't talk. He doesn't need to. And there's a horse that doesn't talk. So just just the meese. and and they are really the co- comedic element in in this thing. It, it, it's, I never realized how much of the mice are in this, but yeah, they're a big part of the story. the 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 performances are terrific. I really like the actress. Who who plays Cinderella? She has such a gorgeous singing voice. I forgot how how beautiful the voice is, and and the actress who plays the um the the wicked stepmother. Oh my goodness, she is so good. And what Disney used to do back in the day, and I don't know if they still do this. What they would do is is they would they would film the actors actually in costume performing the roles. Now this is. Long before the days of CGI, that that they would perform these roles and film the actress doing them, and then they would animate the the actress movements into the movie, and and it really works well with this one. You know, we're talking the nineteen fifties here, but but they they really when you look at the stills capture the the look of of the actors and actresses. I never realized until watching this movie again, holy moly, the prince is dope. And he's lazy to he really have a big part in this one. But but he's a bit of a dope uh in this and it's just kind of weird, but he is uh in this movie. So so that that's kind of odd, but but that that is how He's casted, you know. He's he's pretty much has a very little part. What the, the king, though? I never realized how funny the 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 prince as far the king is he is hilarious in in his portrayal of just wanting to marry. his... like 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 the um the 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 king's motivations in this one are purely. I just want to marry my kid off because I want grandchildren. That's it. They never tell what happened to the mother. In this, it's like what happened to the queen. You must have had the queen at one point. So that's that. Um, I, I still, I still find even you know more than fifty years later, getting close to six, the 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 songs in this one are still really fantastic, and 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 that you know that is a real tribute to that yeah eleanor Audley played this step stepsister, and she is fantastic in this one i really enjoy her and and the voice of cinderella eileen woods is just just had an act a neck for finding these people and 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 i i think it was just amazing um how they did that now uh the now a lot of people are saying now a lot of the times with these signature editions <laughs> these are kind of follow-ups to platinum and diamond editions that come before them a lot of complaints people have been having is that on these signatures they cut out a lot of the old classic bonuses you get some new stuff but a lot of the old stuff is kind of cut away and and for once this one is pretty good. Now I I'm not sure. I don't think I even have this is my first copy, I believe, of Cinderella. I don't think I have the diamond of the platinum, so I can't really compare how much more extras there were on this, but pretty good. For uh four new extras. You you get um you get try this trivia on for size. This is two kids from Disney Channels Sydney to the Max, which I don't watch Disney Channels, so I don't know them. Ava Kolkler and and uh, Ruth Rigai, Rigai, I'm maybe saying it now. They they kind of do a little cute little um ah uh, kind of trivia kind of kidsy thing. If if your kid is a fan of the show, they can watch it. That's a new one. Now one of the things they do with this new and this is you can watch this in the Waltz Words Enhanced Edition. This is watching the movie again. With some insider production storyboards, archival photos, and sketches, and transcripts. What they did is they found a bunch of transcripts, and they've done this with previous signature editions. This is definitely worth checking out. That Walt Disney did with his nine men, these producers of these movies at the time period. And they transcribed them with, the, like, they're reading them, and this plays throughout the whole movie, which is really cool. So you can kind of get, watch it, you know, originally, and then watch it again, and you get a lot of insights. It's kind of like, maximum movie mode kind of commentary, but isn't kind of thing. Really cool. Uh, You can also watch it without that, uh, which is black bars, or you can also watch it with Disney view, which gives you artwork at the sides to fill in the black spaces. If that really bothers you. Ah, the classic bonuses, as I said, a lot of them on this, you get Diane Disney Miller, who does a Cinderella film intro and she describes how how it helped launch the studio's renaissance period. You get the real fairy godmother. This is how you learn the real-life inspiration for the fairy godmother in the form of Mary Alice O'Connor, the wife of the Disney layout artist Ken O'Connor. Because he, what he did is he drew his wife, he aged his wife to look like the fairy godmother, which is super cool. Um you also get Behind the Magic a new Disney Princess Fairyland. So so the this is how Imagineers create the fantasy land at Walt Disney World featuring each of the Disney princesses. So that's a neat little feature at. And then you get the magic of the glass slipper. This is apparently back a few years ago, a world-famous designer Christian Boutin I'm pretty sure I'm saying that right. He looks French to me. I created a very exclusive glass slipper. And this is like a little mini movie on it, like a little dramatization with birds and stuff. So you get that. You get the art of Cinderella, which is like concept art. That's neat. You get character model sheets from the features production. You get story sketches, which is like an art gallery of story sketches, live action reference, I said back in the early days of disney and and filmation kind of copied this a little bit they they film the actors doing the roles with like minimal sets, and then they animate around them to capture natural movements, which is really cool pencil animations, gallery pencil animations behind the scenes stills, and then feature stills so it's a gallery of stills from that. you also get um Cinderella title song. A dream is a wish your heart makes that. That's kind of cool. And then you get a, just a, a wealth of, um, of, um, and then you get some behind the scenes featurettes, many of the actors, even voice actors. And this was filmed quite a few years ago. So some of them, sadly, probably along with us talking about the role. Although I find it interesting, You hear from the voice of Cinderella. You hear from the voice of the prince. Boy, they've aged. You hear from the voice of one of the stepsisters, but not from any of the voice actors. I'm guessing a lot of the other ones probably weren't around when they filmed those. So, a pretty good selection of special. You get the Cinderella that almost was. This is a neat featurette, right? Where where um, Where they show all the redrafts and all the changes Cinderella went through and how all we almost include these characters and left these characters out and, and the, uh, rags, riches, making of you get, um, you get a lot of the trailers. Some of the trailers are really cool. Cause they released him during, during the, a lot of times. And one of them trailers, I believe from the eighties has danger. Will Robinson danger, that guy's voice, that voice actor who did the robot in Lost in Space. I swear I could be wrong. One of the 80s trailers. That's him. Because I know he did a lot of voiceover kind of work like that. So that's cool. Makes you want to watch Lost in Space. So overall, I, I just of extras on just one Blu-ray. Now, all the extras are on the Blu-ray. You're not going to get them on the DVD. Just so you know. So that is there. So that's cool. I couldn't check out the digital code because I got this in advance. So I don't know if the if the special features carried over from the, dig, into the digital code. I meant to mention in Benghazi, they did. So if you redeem the digital code with Benghazi, you can also watch the extras through that too, which is really neat. Um, So that is just a, a buttload of extras on this. I can't say how much many more were on the Diamond or Platinum, but if you haven't owned Cinderella before, I'd say it's worth it. The, the cover is very nice, very embossed with her walking down the stairs and losing the slipper. So that's neat. Overall, the movie, there are a few more things we'll talk about. As I said at the start, I'm going to talk about plot points. I'm sorry. I'm not worried about spoilers for a 60-year-old movie. Uh, One of the things that caught me, um, back when they did this in 1950, apparently women didn't have cleavage. I don't know why. And I have to go back in some of the early Disney movies again. I don't know when they started having cleavage, but then it was just like a pink area and nothing. I don't know why. So that is the case. Also, (laughs) there's a scene, and I didn't realize this, where the birds are giving Cinderella a sponge bath and you see her from behind and it's it's quite a risky shot i'm surprised they got away with it but you don't see anything but it is still like okay we're going to go with that and and also when the when cinderella is fleeing the ball because midnight is striking the duke who is the the, the poor flunky for the royal family catches kind of Cindy as she's leaving here's The note here is, is kind of, other than the prince and maybe everybody else, he's the only one that really has a good look at her. And as she's, and as she, you know, she's trying to flee so she doesn't turn into rags, the duke says, stop her! So he sends out a bunch of guys on horseback. Now, I'm looking at this, and I challenge you ramblers you watch this footage. He sends guys out on horseback to stop her from, you know, fleeing, and he doesn't send out a bunch of, you know, nicely drawn fellers in, 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 you know, just brightly colored pantaloons and stuff. He sends quite a few riders in a row to, like, I mean, five or six. I didn't pause it to count them. I should have. And they're all dressed mostly in black. They got a little flash of red in them. All the horses are in black. And it looks like they're waving swords as as they're chasing her down. Like, yeah, that's gonna encourage her to stop. And they're like ringraves. Fleeing her and and you think like, Wow, can you make these guys more maybe the wrong guys you sent to, to track her down. If I saw a bunch of guys chasing me like that. I wouldn't be stopping for all the tea in China either. And it's just funny. And what 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 makes this kind of weird coincidence is that the the artist, I well, mean, artist, be, artist behind uh, Cinderella and a lot of the animation from Disney in that time period, including one of my favorite pieces of Disney animation. I mean, Ichabod Crane. If you want to hear me talk about Ichabod Crane. Go back to one of my Halloween shows, either last year or on one of them. Look around October in the archives. I talked about that special, and 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 the the writers at Chaser look a lot like the headless horseman. the The design is very similar with the black and the red. So yeah, you can kind of tell it was the same artist. Overall, I I did enjoy this movie. It was a nice little look back into history. I I'd love to. Play this with a modern-day kid and see if it would hold their attention. Because it it is funny in some sense. This is a straight-up romance, unlike Sleeping Beauty, where you at least get a dragon at the end and stuff. It's very much a a romantic (laughs) movie, but it, it does very well tie into it. Also, another really cool set of extras in this one I meant to mention too... They include four radio, vintage radio spots in this one where they actually interview a very young Eileen Woods. You get to see her in the featurettes, but you get to hear these old radio clips of her in the radio promoting the picture and singing. And it's really cool. I don't know where they got those, but that is really neat. I love that kind of stuff. And, and they include that as an extra. I would love Disney going forward to continue to put this kind of stuff in their older movies. If it exists out there, put it in. Uh, as usual, there is no episode commentary at all on this kind of stuff. Cause sadly, probably the most people that involve this are not in the land of the living anymore, but, but it would have been kind of cool to see overall. I, this is a great um signature edition. If you don't have this in your library, this is a good one to pick up. It it still to me includes a really good decent set of extras. You get some new stuff, you get some great behind the scenes, kind of, you know, look into. I love hearing from the voice actors and how it was done and that kind of stuff. So, it really is worth it. It is a true Disney classic. I in a lot of ways enjoyed this more than the recent live action remake. Thank you very much. And and speaking of remake, so I I thought this it in and, and just the songs are memorable and and the the hand-drawn animation is absolutely gorgeous and Walt went on record saying that her transformation from the Gregs to the dress is is one of his favorite scenes and yeah, I've seen that clip on t v countless times, but it is still nice to have the complete picture and and another chapter in the early days of the Walt Disney Empire. So that is my take of the Cinderella of Cinderella, the anniversary edition signature collection on Blu-ray DVD combo pack courtesy of the great folks at Walt Disney home video.
0: Look out, look out They're walking around the bed On their head They're here for the company And great big elephants on What'll I do? What'll I do? What's the usual view? I could stand aside and close And even microscopic gems But technicolor macrophones, did you much for me? You think when things are on things are point pointless things you know just ain't Can certainly give you an awful fright What a Chase them away, chase them away. away I'm afraid, need your aid Think elephant on parade <laughs>
1: My second 4K Blu-ray movie review for this episode and second in the Disney double shot is Disney's Dumbo circa this year. <laughs> now, this, of course, again, along remakes of Disney this year. We just had Aladdin come out as live action and King is for in a couple of months from now or a few weeks from now in July. So the the live action remake train continues this time around. This movie is actually directed by one of my favorite directors in Hollywood, Tim Burton. I've always liked a Tim Burton movie. I own almost all of his movies on video. There's only a few, maybe like one or two. I don't have a copy of his. I've been liking his stuff way back since the 1980s when I first discovered him with Beetlejuice. And then, of course, Batman and in Dark Man, just he's been always been like that's more Sam Raimi, but he's always been one of my favorite kind of directors because he always chooses odd, odd movies to do, and I respect that and I like that in him. They're always and, and the stuff he's done with Stop Animation has been fantastic. We're talking Nightmare Before Christmas, Corpse Bride, all that stuff, Windbar. So uh, and and then Sweeney Todd. So I, I've always liked his work. And this is very in, so he's a very interesting choice. And this, is, of course, isn't the first foray into the one loopy world of Disney with for Tim because he also did Alice uh through the looking glass. So he's done that too. Now this, of course, ASN is is the is the live-action adaptation of Dumbo. Dumbo that originally came out. Back in 1941, so it's taken a long time for this to happen. And the original Dumbo, and I've reviewed that Dumbo on this show. If you go back quite a few episodes, look through the archives, I believe it's one of the episodes here on Talk Show. I don't think it's Lipson. I have I have interviewed Dumbo. I reviewed Dumbo on the show, and, I, and if you want to hear my full review on the animated Dumbo, there. But short form of it, I enjoyed it. It was it was one of those really fun kind of old school movies like that Pink Elephants on Parade was super psychedelic (laughs) for the 1940s. And it was a sweet, sweet story. Now, this live-action adaptation is not the old animated one shot per shot in real action. What they did with this is they took elements from from the animated movie, the heart of it, is essentially still there. But but they've added extra bits and characters, and it's more than just about Dumbo. Dumbo is still, you know, like a main part. And the, the CGI in this is amazing. It really is. I mean, th- they make this little elephant look as real as fake CGI can make things look real. It really, like the eyes, it amazes me what they can do with eyes. Now, uh, you know, the, Now, this movie is like an hour, almost two hours. So, they added a lot of padding. You know, the first animated Dumbo, it's like an hour and a bit. So, they added a lot of story. And in this live-action version, the it's not just the elephant that's the focus. And you, you, you do have mice in this one, but they do not talk. There are no talking animals in this one. So, no birds, no mice. It's all animals don't talk. So, so to help Dumble along this part of it, we have two little kids, two little kids that are kind of like the, I, I guess the, the, you know, the, the sub main characters of this story. Uh, so, so you have them in this one and it's still around a circus, it's still Dumbo in a circus, but the the two little kids are kind of the um the the things Joe Ferreri and Millie Ferry. Joe is played by Finley Hobbins and Millie is played by Nico Parker. And she's a interesting looking little kid. I do something about her, her look is rather unique. I don't know how far she's gonna go in this one. They're kind of you know, let's get some kids in it. Let's involve... So it's that kind of subplot. Now, what's interesting about this being a Tim Burton movie is this reunites not one, not two, three cast members from Batman Returns. But they, it's interesting in this one, though. Danny DeVito is in this movie, but him and Mike, Michael Keaton, who's also in this, kind of switch roles. In Batman Returns, of course... Keaton was Batman, and DeVito was Penguin, so we had hero and villain. This time around, though, DeVito plays uh, Max Medici, the kind of ringmaster, but he's kind of the good guy, although there's still a little bit of that kind of, hey, how you doing, uh, mixed in there. And and Michael Keaton plays V.A. Vanderveer, who is the bad guy, really. He's kind of like an owner of this super kind of Futuristic kind of modern um amusement park, whereas Dumbo came kind of a like traveling Keney circus this this um the the uh the this the the Michael Keaton character runs kind of like a what what if what if somebody built an amusement park back in the day, but it was very kind of futuristic and in a way. I, I to me this this whole kind of bigger amusement park which Dumbo kind of gets roped into is very much <laughs> god uh, it, it's almost it's it's funny it's it's almost like disney poking fun at themselves cuz you know here's this big amusement park that wants to take the stuff over so they're almost kind of and it's funny the the character vanevier the place He's kind of like a blonde, evil Disney, because the way his hair is cut. If you look at old Disney pictures, kind of looks like that. Also, uh, in in this main actors, you have Christopher Walken comes back as 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 a character in this one. Of course, in Batman Returns, he was Max Shrek. So you have these three kind of reunited, and they're all on screen at the same time, which is kind of cool. Your other main kind of big names in this one is Colin Farrell plays Holt Ferrari, the kid's dad who comes home from the war, but he's missing one of his arms. And so you have that kind of subplot. The way they did it is they CGI'd up one of his arms and it really works well. I I give him Colin Farrell performance. So he's kind of have his own kind of subplot in this one. And then, you have Ava Ferreira now uh, as a trapeze artist as well too, which kind of serves as the love interest for Farrell's thing. Now uh what kinda happens in this movie is that these main actors, except for maybe DeVito, don't show up in like forty-five, fifty minutes. A lot of them are in like way into this two-hour movie when it comes to it. So we it it's it's like it's like we have bits of the old dumbo in this. But it's more than just Dumbo. Like, Mama Jimbo, she, Mama Jumbo, she has a much bigger role in this movie. And the ending to this movie, I'm not going to spoil it because it's a new movie, unlike Cinderella, is, it's different, I'm pretty sure it's different than the animated movie. I, I didn't have a chance to watch that one over again but they do something different and you can judge whether or not you liked it. I thought it was a nice ending to it. The, the music in this one is, is still Danny Elfman. You can't have Tim Burton with Aunt Danny Elfman. So that's the score. in This one is cool. And, and the, the baby of mine song is, is, is really cute. Really done. Well, now one of the disappointments for me, is they do the pink elephants thing. Now, in the animated feature, Dumbo gets drunk. He does. He gets tipsy, and that's why he imagines the pink elephants. And it's it's very trippy. You watch the little animated thing. Whee! It is quite the thing. They do this with a bunch of performers blowing bubbles, and somehow the bubbles morph and do things. They don't really explain how that happens. One of these things like... Hey, it's a happening or don't you worry about it. It's other people maybe, maybe they don't see it. It's blowing the bubbles and the bubbles do stuff, and you just kinda let it go. <laughs> that's that's the way it goes. But so they have like hints of that orchestra, but there's not the pink elephants on parade. You don't have that. And and that song in the original animated one was actually sung, I believe, by one of the actors who does the voices in the haunted house at Disneyland. So that's kinda not there, which is a you know, I guess in you know, in this PG era and then my Sure, you catch an animal getting drunk, but that's there. Overall it's it's a very sweet movie. It it really is. I like Keaton. It's nice to see Keaton and DeVito and even <laughs> it was for walk and working together again. I like that 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 dynamic. Ava Green is fine. As far as I know, Ava Green is the current love interest of Mr. Tim Burton. For a while, it was Helena Bumana Carter, but that ship has sailed. <laughs> he has turned his attentions to Ava Green. I'm fairly sure of that, ramblers. If I'm wrong, feel free to correct me on Twitter. Go ahead. Um, but I'm I'm pretty sure, she is. So so that is so that that I I again it's it's a really fun Tim Burton movie, and and oh and Tim Burton has really kind of slowed down. You look at his his record; he hasn't done a, a buttload of movies like some people, and he rarely ever does sequels. I mean, when he did Batman Returns, that was the first sequel he ever did. And he had to be convinced of it. And he said, I'll do one sequel, but I'm not doing the third. Hence Schumacher and stuff. So it's cool. And the only thing missing, it would have been so cool if they'd somehow had a role for Michelle Pfeiffer in this too. That would have been a really true Batman Returns reunion. But, oh, you know, cause she's like you know, Alfred Go, unfortunately has passed away, but you, you, God, that would have been so cool if they'd done that. So that is that. Special features wise, a pretty good selection of special features. No episode commentary by um with with Tim Burton. That disappoints me because he's done special commentary for for um other movies before. I mean, some of his uh, Batman stuff. I know he's done um, commentary for, but nothing. Nothing on this one. And that's a little disappointing. I would have loved to have heard commentary. Also, Elfman has done commentary on... I know some of the stuff I have. He's done it, too. So, you know, that that is a shame. Now, but besides that, okay? So, so you you still have... You don't have bonuses that way. And that is a crying shame. Because there, there should have been... But you you do get some decent bonus features with this release. And I know I appreciate that. What you do get is you do get deleted scenes. You do get Easter eggs on parade because Disney loves doing Easter eggs. Some of them I saw. Some of them I didn't see. So you kind of have to watch for that but it was cool that they they did they did show that so that that is kind of cool you do get um you do get um so he's strange you get clown around which is just them showing how the clowns bloopers on that as well you get behind the scenes of dumbo which is really cool how how they got it to work and they've done this a lot for game of thrones and some of the other things where they um they they use a live they use like uh a, like a, a green screeny kind of model for some, and then for some scenes they had a dude like in a CGI like a green screen elephant outfit working with the actors to give them a sense of something to work with. So it's interesting how how they do that, and I, I that's modern technology is so cool. Uh other features you get, you do get the um the Dumbo Circus Spectacular. This is essentially the the actors talking about their roles and and you know going with and, and then and then then how they do it. So that that's kind of cool. You get to hear from Michael Keaton and DeVito and a lot of the cast members and how they work for it. You get a special performance of Baby of Mine by Arcade Fire. You know, I'm not a big arcade fan, but that was kind of cool. Yeah, so you, you get the Circus Pack. This is the cast and crew sharing, Elf in the Room, how they did the live action stuff, which was really neat. Built to amaze, how the costume and production design, this one is amazing. Ken Burton has always been terrific with costumes, deleted scenes, which almost made it. Some of them make sense, some of them don't. Again, the Klein around one, and then that you do get a digital exclusive, which is dreamland and autonomy of a scene. So you get to see the, um, the, the, the look at this huge amusement park. (laughs) kind of makes fun of it. I liked Colin Farrell in this one. I thought he was well acted and, and well, so overall a good remake. Some people may or may not like how they changed the ending of the story, but, that is up to you. There, uh, There is a uh, there's a great deal more action in this one. And it is a fun Tim Burton movie. The next Tim Burton movie, rumored, is that he will be doing a sequel to Beetlejuice coming out next year or sometime soon. That is cool. Again, if a man doesn't do sequels, I am definitely looking forward to that and seeing what comes to fruition and if Michael Keaton will actually be revisiting that role. a problem working with working with Tim Burton anymore. So that is my take of Dumbo circa 2019 on 4K Blu-ray courtesy of the great folks at Walt Disney Home Entertainment. TV show on Blu-ray review for this episode is Killing Eve Season deux. Courtesy or 2, courtesy of the great folks at BBC Home Video. Now, I was really impressed by the first season of Killing Eve. This show, as it is quoted by New York Magazine, like nothing else on television. And yep, I'm going to say it is. Now, as usual, TV shows, do I say, do you need to watch the first season before you watch the second? Yeah, you kind of do. In this second season, they do, early on, kind of say, okay, this is kind of what happened, this is the situation. And they kind of summarize it. But I, you know, you're missing out on a lot if you skip the first season. And come on, it's only eight episodes, not going to kill you. So, in the second season... Things pick up, and I love this in TV sometimes, immediately after the end of the first season. Like, pfft, not, you know, so much time has gone by, and I'm looking at you, new Battlestar Galactica, between seasons three and four. Ugh! Uh Not, not, none of this big time jumping nonsense. This, this picks up right after, and the way season one ended. I said this when I reviewed it, without spoiling things, Lordy, Morty! It, it it just was like, okay, that happened, and and so we get a, a lot of, so it really kind of picks up from there, and the ball on this show in eight episodes for season two keeps on rolling, and I'm telling it does. This this second season continues the mixed up, messed up relationship. Which is between uh, E. Palastri, played by the amazing Sandra O. Oh. She impresses me ev- all the time, even more. And and Villanelle, played by Judy Comer, and 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 our uh, Jodie Comer, and and these two, man, they have such good chemistry. So as I said, the end of the first season. I, you know, just things went horribly wrong. And, and so the dance between these two characters continued. Now, first season, well, some people did not make it through. I mentioned this in the review. So second season, we still have some returning people, but we get a brand new crop of people, too, that get added to the mix. And the relationship, and I say relationship in the loosest of terms between these two women continues into this second season. And it really develops even more. Villain Elve is she's such a psycho. And and that attraction that Eve has to her is is it's it's there's something about her that just draws her in. So the the, the cat and mouse stuff continues though. At one point and <laughs> at one point and this is a slight spoiler because I have to talk about it you know I'm not going to say why but at one point these two people have to work together and and it's such an interesting dynamic you have Eve who is all business and all rules and this is how we do things and villain elve. Who just is a pure creature of instinct? Who just does things because she wants to, and her her facial expressions are fantastic in this show. And once again, we we in season two we jump. It's a very globe-trotting show. It reminds me a lot of Strike Back, where we just travel the globe in second second season just as much as the first. With this, the music. It is, again, spot on with just the variety of French and modern mixed in. I really like the soundtrack to the show. What's very interesting, which I didn't discover until after I watched the extras, the in from season one to season two, they changed writers. The original writer behind Killing Eve season one, for some reason, they don't go into it in the extras. But she left. So they hired a brand new new writer for season two. And I give credit to her. She got the essence of season one. And you watch this, and sometimes, you know, when there are writer changes and creative changes in a show, the differences are glaring. They're like, "Woo, yeah, I can tell there's different people steering the ship here. And this one, no. It was whoever this, this new girl. She just really got a handle on these characters and and just did just pick. You didn't really notice that there was a big change and and, you know, credit to them that that is amazing. To I've only seen that work a few times in TV. Uh, Walking Dead had a huge cast change, like creative change. Ah, maybe season three or four, early on. And and it that you didn't really notice it too bad. I mean, the, the tone of the show essentially changed a little bit, but overall it is still a show I continued to want to watch. And this with Killing Eve absolutely is that uh top marks again go to um the catch display plays Caroline, Fiona Shaw. She is even more duplicitous and, and, and (laughs) manipulative in this second season. Uh, so he, she is great. We get some new characters introduced. We get some characters, some other old characters come back season two, which you thought maybe were gone. Come back. That's cool. And and it is really a fun show. No commentary on any of these eight episodes disappoints me, but what are you going to do? You do get um, a lot of featurettes split up between the two Blu-rays, because it's only eight episodes. Picking out from season one, a nice little featurette that kind of says, yeah, we just get the ball rolling. Eve's world, just a look into her world and how it's being affected by Villanelle. Villanelle's world as well, script to screen. Some of the process they went into adapting this TV, because this is based on books. Uh, Carolyn's world, so you get her perspective a whole lot of costumes because the costuming, especially Villanelle's costumes in this are just fantastic. And then uh, a lot of locations because they did travel the globe again in the show. And, and what I liked is, and they said this in the featurettes, they don't go for the touristy areas of these towns. They go for the less touristy spots and new characters. Overall, I, I really liked how this is going. Eve just gets further and further down the rabbit hole in this season. She makes some decisions. Oh my God. She makes a decision without spoiling things near the end of the season. And it literally, I, you know, the game of Thrones used to do this to me. And it did to me a number of times in the eight seasons. It was on, she makes a decision, and and I've, I I I I it just produced a reaction in me like, Eve, I can't believe you made this decision. It just got a reaction in me like I felt like reach and screaming at it. Was just oh, and and then Villanelle's reaction to the decision. Hi, lordy, because she had she has a point where she has a choice she literally can and she chooses and i'm like oh eve 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 and the repercussions of this won't truly be felt until season 3 but lord i um oh, and i got reaction in a and something i watched since end game really So it it was quite something. And the way the season ends, very reminiscent of season one, where you're like, okay, where do they go from here? And it'd be very interesting for season three if once again they pick up right where season two left off. There's a bit of a time gap. I'm very curious to see if they do that. If they do that, Points to you, BBC. Points to you, Killing Eve. You find a way to just pick up and just keep going like you did. Ah, uh, that is some damn good writing and I'll be very impressed. It has been picked up for a third season as always, Ramblers. If I get opportunity, when I get up, when I get the press release on this, I will definitely check this out and 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 give you the hoedown and the lowdown of this Descending... Once again, makes me just want to watch the third, just at least the start of it, just to see where this show goes. <laughs> Definitely worth checking out. It 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 is still very violent. Oh, is it violent? Um, not for kids, but Sandra. O, oh, um, second season again deserves a nomination for an Emmy or a BAFTA or something. Both of them if you got it for season one, she should be in the writing again for season two. I, my appreciation for this woman grows every season. And it villain Villanova. It's all of them. Like Lord, I, I almost want to watch Grey's Anatomy because of this woman. She's so good. Uh, in this is it, just really good. So I can't recommend it enough. Uh, definitely watch season one. If you can find it for you, go to season two you'll be that more emotionally invested in the characters. And it takes a lot this day and age to get that to me because, lordy, I watch a lot of TV and movies. But uh, in a short time, yeah, it, it is definitely worth checking out. And and you won't be disappointed. So that is my take uh, take of Killing Eve Season 2 on Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at BBC Home Entertainment. Well, that's gonna wrap things up for this edition of the show. Hope you all enjoyed it. As always, you can touch me the number of ways. You can always check me out on Twitter. I'm at Rambling Russ. That's at R A M B L I N G R U S S. Tweet me out, tweet you back. As I said, test. I'm still gonna leave it open for Game of Thrones season eight. So listen to the last episode, answer my trivia question, email or uh, sorry message me on Twitter, send me a tweet with the answer um, on Twitter, and then I will then follow me on Twitter. I will then DM you if you are the winner, and then I will get your email address, and I will send you the code for Game of Thrones season eight with extras, courtesy of me and HBO Home Video. That's all you got to do. I'm still looking for a winner, winner, chicken dinner. So come on, folks, step up to the plate. I get these giveaways only every once in a while, and I want to give this to you. So I check my Twitter all the time. So post a public tweet of the answer again, follow me, and then I can send you a DM with the code. It's just that simple. Unfortunately, the giveaway deadline for us has passed. I will try to reach out to my contact at Universal, see if it can be extended, But for now, that looks like that window has closed. So I'm sorry. uh, uh, But if you still want to answer that question, I will look into it. Again, listen to the last code, and I'll look to see if I can still send you a physical copy. I can't promise nothing, because, you know, some things are beyond my control. So that is that. Of course, you can always check out new episodes right here on TalkShoe. I'm show 18411. That is my caller ID. Look me up. Right there. Big shout-out goes to Dave Cooper at the Cultum Collective. Thank you for mentioning the contest. I appreciate the shout-out. Listen to them, by the way, on TalkShoe. Him, Dave Cooper, and Ian do a fantastic show. They've been doing it almost as long as me. And check them out. They do their show live on the weekends, so feel free to check out their show. And if you do, and if you join in with them, say say a shout-out for me here, Russ at Ramble with Russell and say, I said hi. Pass it along to the cultum. They deserve your love. Of course, you can check out all older shows uh, on my older website, http. Full call them backslash, backslash, com. I have over eight plus years of podcasting. Good news going from 2006 right up in 2013. And then I formally, 2013 15, went uh, regular here on Talk Shoe. Lots of old. Uh, interviews, reviews, convention coverage, when I used to do it back in the day, because this is, of course, convention season, San Diego Comic-Con, is coming up. Recording. I, I wish I could go. Ugh, people, if you could find me a way, I'd go. If you give me a press pass, I would love to go. But a lot of my old Fan Expo stuff, some Blair stuff, all kinds of great interviews is there. I would try to get into Fan Expo this year, but oh, they just they are a lot more picky than they used to be. So that's up for debate whether we'll try to do that. If I can even go cause work schedule time and money, money and time. I don't know about that one. I'll let you know. Uh, but it ain't looking too good. So there, there's that there. Of course, you can also check out my older episodes on iTunes. Just go into, to type in rambled Russell and search engine on iTunes. You can find all my other episodes there as well, and check me out on Facebook, just type in ramble with Russell and try me there, of course, with Twitter I often do contest things and any artwork I get, I try to put them on Twitter, so you can see what I'm actually talking about, there you go coming up on future episodes of the show um, I did get a copy of Wonder Park courtesy of Blu-ray, courtesy of um, Paramount Home Videos. So I'll be giving you that review probably in the next show that is one where, where a kid's a kid's imagination comes to life in a crazy theme park. Cause you talk about theme parks on the show today. That is that I got a whack of great stuff from the BBC along with killing Eve, good the city and the city, uh, innocent, uh, the village seasons one and two and, um, and death in paradise too. So I might get on to those sometime in the future. I'm still waiting for the doctor who animation collection, that's been delayed getting sent to me. As soon as that comes to me, we'll get that out too. Doctor Who news, I can tell you that the um, some episodes from the season of John Pertry uh, will be coming on Blu-ray in October. Uh, so I'll be putting a request for that when that comes out. I, I forget what season it is with uh, Carnival of Monsters. So that season will be coming on Blu-ray. And I did hear a rumor that the uh, the Trial of the Time Lords uh, f- uh, season of Colin Baker, which I believe is... Is that the third? Season three? Season 23, but it's season three of Colin Baker's. That is coming out in the UK later this year, so we probably won't see a North American release until early next year. <sighs> Sigh. So... There's some BBC Doctor Who news for you that that I haven't heard anything officially, but that's typically a delay. The Brits get it before we do. So (laughs) I'll have to wait on that one. That is coming up. Uh, There are some other things, other titles. I don't know. I still may do some TV catch-up when it comes to Elementary Season 6, 13 Reasons Why, so working can through that um, as well. Uh, South Park, Season 22, uh, possibly in the near future, uh, that may be reviewed. And uh, our cartoon president, Season 1, and VR Season 8, still uh, possibly in the works, uh, catch up with some DCU stuff, including some uh, Batman Ninja, the Death and the Reign of the Superman, stuff I've all bought myself. Uh, well, Justice League and Fatal 5, and maybe Black Lightning Season 1. We'll say Also, and I don't know when, maybe Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, another thing, possibly, we'll get into in the future. I don't know yet. We'll see. That's still up for debate. Oh, in the future on Ramble with Russell. The, the summer months are always weird. I'm still working on some things. Uh, When it comes to TV shows from Warner Brothers, I'll let you know more when I know more. (laughs) When it comes to that, we may sometime in the future, because I mentioned Black Lightning, maybe doing some TV catch-up when it comes to all the fine CW superhero shows. we shall see on that still in the works. We don't know yet. One extra thing I did want to mention. I feel like Columbo want to go, one more thing. My wife and I had uh, uh, an opportunity locally to attend a a comedy show done by Jake the Snake Roberts. Now, I'm telling you, folks, if you get a chance to see the show, do it. It was at a local comedy club where I will be doing stand-up very soon in July. More on that in July. And, and Jake, (laughs) it's a very fun experience. This show is very blue. Woo. Uh, not for kiddies. And, and, but it was amazing to hear him tell stories. He's, 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 he, um, he is looking his age, but, but he carries it well. And he, he did something very nice. For my wife, I'm not gonna tell you because I don't want to embarrass the dude. But he did something for her that he didn't have to do, but he still did it, and I was super impressed. I I talked about this being con season, and I've 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 been to many conventions, and sometimes celebrities in person are not very nice, and and I've been impressed. I think I told you last year, uh. Last year we didn't get to go to Comic Con. This year, time and money, money and time. But I did tell you last year why well, I think I did my experience with 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 my wife Leanne and Brutus the barber and how nice he was. And and Jake, I don't want to say because he probably doesn't do this for everybody, but he did. He 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 was so nice to my wife and 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 I I. And and he incorporated, we, we brought him the guide dog to the show because our dog is, you come home late at night and she hasn't seen you in a while. She goes, burp, 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 where have you been, where have you been? And we didn't want to, like, you know, disturb the neighborhood. So he brought her to the show and he, besides a few other comedians, incorporated the dog in their act, which <laughs> is, oh, that's a first for me. Um, So that was kind of neat. And, and, and rather, and and kind of cool. So I had a lot of time, my wife had fun. We don't go out very often because money and time and time and money. But it's a good show. If Jake comes to your town, I don't know how much longer he's going to be touring. Do it. And, and just, if you're easily offended, I'm just warning you, it's very blue. But, but it is worth checking out and seeing uh, a living legend when it comes to sports entertainment special wrestling that so i just wanted to mention that because because it was just a heck of a lot of fun and definitely worth checking out if you got the time and the money and the money and the time anyway that is it for me on this super long edition of the show thank you all for listening and we'll catch you next time stay cool everybody it's the summer catch you next time right here on ramble with russell bye everybody thanks for listening